Hello and welcome to Off the Bench. Regular listeners will know that we are an Irish women's sports podcast and that we cover sporting uh, events in Ireland and abroad that we think impact on female athletes and people who are interested in women's sport. Um, our format is usually a lot longer, but we're back after a brief furlough. Um, we're back doing our, what we're calling our lockdown specials. And um, it's given us a look uh, given us a chance to look at sport, I suppose, in other ways because we've no live sport at the moment. So today's guest isn't an athlete, but what she's doing may be as influential in many ways as uh, as what many athletes are doing, particularly in this kind of can't see, can't be team that's around women's sport at the moment. So welcome all the way from beautiful Kerry, Emma Larkin. Welcome to Off the Bench. Thank you very much, Trina. I'm delighted to be joining you today. Thank you. Great. After a run as well, I'm very impressed. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, here. Emma, tell us, um, this week you were meant to be giving a workshop at the Listowel Writers Week, which has unfortunately been cancelled. So tell That's the it. listeners why that was. Um, I was to be doing a workshop last Friday at Writers Week Children's Festival because I've just released my second book, which is Izzy's Magical Camogie Adventure. It's the second in a series, the first being Izzy's Magical Football Adventure. And I had been absolutely honoured when Listowel Writers Week asked me to come along. It was my first time at a writing festival. Um, I was to be doing a workshop with Lorraine Scanlon, who's a Kerry footballer, former All-Star, and she's a teacher in Listowel. She's, um, she's a great role model for, for everyone out there. And we were to be doing a workshop talking to the kids about sport and reading and just being active and the fun and joy that brings. Well, look, it's a, it's a really interesting topic because uh, lots of writers like myself and um, athletes often say, why doesn't GA feature more in books, first of all? In Irish literature, generally, we're always having that discussion. And secondly, why are there not more kids' books about sport? And thirdly, this is probably the first kids' book about camogie that I've ever seen. So we're delighted to, to talk to you about it. Tell us about, first of all, tell us about your latest one, Izzy's Magical uh, Camogie Adventure. Yeah, Izzy's Magical Camogie Adventure. So it's the second in the series. So in this book, Izzy is an eight-year-old girl and she loves playing football. And in this book, she takes up camogie. Um, so she's having a little bit of trouble maybe getting used to the skills of camogie. And as part of the book, she goes on a magical adventure with her great-grandmother's bracelet, um, which teaches her a little bit more about the history of camogie. Um, and she picks up a few tips on her skills along the way. So, and somebody very special in your life has inspired you to write this one. Tell us about uh, that. Yes, so I was inspired to write both of them really, but especially this one. My grandmother was Maureen Hennebury, um, Cashman would have been her maiden name, and she played camogie for Cork. Um, yeah, so she was um, she was a great camogie player. She was a back. She played on the Cork team. She played on a Cork team that won won All Ireland, didn't she, in the forties? Yeah. yeah, they won three in a row between nineteen thirty nine and nineteen forty one. Yeah, right. So, um, so, so she she particularly has inspired you, and the story of of her All Irelands are are and the, there's a bracelet involved, isn't there? Yeah, so she had um, she, she had a bracelet made from her All-Ireland medals. So it's her medals, and we think there might be one or two of my uncles on it as well. It's a lovely bracelet. Um, and she had it, we used to play with it when we were younger. The, we'd, the bracelet was always around. And that's, that's what kind of inspired me. It's a key, it's a key part of the book. That that's, that's how Izzy goes on her magical adventures with the bracelet. So, yeah. That's great. Um, what, what prompted you to write, you actually wrote the football version, did you, a football version first before this yeah. one? Yeah, 
Yeah, um, I suppose my experience was more in football um, in that I coach football to, to girls here in Kerry and I played football when I only took it up in my 30s with Gaelic for mothers and others. So I suppose in North Kerry, while there is camogie and hurling, it was football that, that I was more familiar with. So that's where the football came from first. Yeah. And, and what prompted you to write a book? Because you're not a full-time writer. You work as an accountant. You're a parent of four, four mm -hmm. children. So, uh, and I'm sure have a very busy life. What prompted you to write um, these books? Um, I think I always kind of wanted to write. I loved writing when I was in school. And when I turned, it was funny, when I turned 40 last year, I started thinking about things I'd like to do. And writing a book was one of them. And I kind of wanted to write about my grandmother. I was reading a bit about the history of Camogie and I knew I wanted to write something, be it a blog post or, or how I'd go about it. And then at the, around the same time, I was looking for books for my daughter. She was seven, books that would help her to kind of read independently that wouldn't be too long, but would be something you know, short that she could grasp and be interested in. And the more I looked, the more I realized there wasn't a huge amount of sporting books out there, especially for girls. I couldn't find any with the girl in the lead role. Um, so that's, that's kind of where the idea came from then, that maybe I could write a children's book and kind of inspired by my grandmother, but also that it would be a nice book for girls of that age to read about um, a sporting character. And, and how did you go about publishing it and, and who publishes it? So I self-published. I did send it off to some Irish publishers and I, um, I, I heard nothing back. So I decided to go down the self-publishing route, which was actually very interesting. Um, it was just it was great to learn about how to self-publish. And I found a fantastic illustrator, Paul Nugent. Um, he really brought Izzy to life. His illustrations are beautiful. So yeah, that's how it, that's how it went. Mm -hmm. And how do you fit it in? How did you actually fit in the writing with your busy life? I don't know sometimes. I don't Are you know. one of these people who gets up at four o'clock in the morning or something? No. Come on, depress us. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. No. And I don't know. I suppose there's a lot of juggling goes on and the kids have a lot of activities. I don't know. I used to just tip away at it at night time. Um, I think it was kind of in the winter when I wrote it when maybe there wouldn't be so much on. Um, yeah, it was kind of tipping away at it all the time. It did take a while. It took a good few months to put all the pieces together. And tell us who is it targeted to and the first one, the football one, uh, which you produced last year, how well was that received? Very well. Yeah, no, it was selling very well. The, the Ladies Gaelic Football Association were very supportive. Um, I spoke with the CEO and she was brilliant and they put a, an ad in their programme on the All-Ireland final day, which was great. Um, and they shared it all over social media. The 2020 campaign were brilliant. They really helped with it as well. Um, so it was very well received. It was coming up to Christmas, so it was a good time. We had a lovely launch in Listowel. Um, Billy Keane launched the book. Um, Louise Galvin spoke at it. She was she was fantastic. She was so inspirational. Yeah, Jewel Star, Jewel Star, Louise yeah. played football yeah. for Kerry and plays rugby yeah. sevens for Ireland. Yeah, so it was really well received coming up to Christmas. Um, yeah, one, one of the nicest... Um, compliments I got was from a mum and she said that her daughter she she could never get her to read a book and she said with my book because it was about football which she loved that she couldn't yeah. she wouldn't go to sleep she was she was reading the book all night that um she loved it so that was lovely to hear that you know to um to inspire someone who may who, you know just that it's something they like to read about yeah and also for for young boys and girls who don't mm -hmm. see women and as role models athletic role models very often yeah. they don't see them in books um no. and and we don't obviously we don't see enough of them in the media as well it's a brilliant mm -hmm. new inclusion and it could influence children at a very young age what age yeah. group is it targeted towards 
it's really for um, kids around seven starting to read independently, but it's, it's, it's quite a simple story that could be read to a younger child. You know, a younger child would understand it and would enjoy it. So I'd say maybe 10 might be the upper limit. But yeah. Go from so any younger reading to them from four upwards, maybe to yeah. 10. Brilliant. Yeah. 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 Um, and actually, the, the amount of boys that have really enjoyed it as well. It's not just for girls. You know, a lot of boys have, have really enjoyed the book. Well, well, isn't that interesting? Because we always say that, you know, just because it's about a, a girl doesn't mean that the audience yeah. only will be girls. We're trying mm -hmm. to encourage everybody to appreciate yeah. female yeah. athletes of all kinds, yeah. boys and girls. Um, you have a mixture yourself, you have boys and girls um, as children, um, uh, do you see their experience of sport differently or, or do they have a different experience of sport do you think? Um, pretty much at the moment it's the same, I mean my daughter is eight, she actually gets to play more football than the boys ironically at the moment because she can play with the boys club here St. Sennans and she plays with the girls club as well, Tanuig St. Sennans, so she has extra football at the moment but um, no, I mean, her brother's treat are the exact same. There's no mercy shown here in the back garden. So, um, <laughs> There's many of us grow up that way. And yeah, is her yeah. experience of sport different than your experience of sport when you were her age, do you think? Definitely. I, I, I definitely think there wasn't as much organised sport for girls at my age. I don't think I really played any sport. I started playing tennis when I was around 10 or 11. That was really more so my teenage years and then took up basketball and badminton in secondary school. But there was no real organised sport up until that age, I don't think, where I lived. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. yeah. And where did you yeah. grow up? Um, between Carrigaline and Crossaven in Cork. Went to Crossaven sure. School. So you're a Cork yeah. woman who's gone across the border. Unforgivable. <laughs> <laughs> so that yeah. is interesting. So you, do you think then that, that um, children who are your daughter's age will, will, uh, will have better, better experience of sport as young girls and also have better impressions or you know uh, feelings about women playing sport uh, because they're seeing it younger and doing it younger well i really hope so i really i do think they will i do i've, I've done some some tours to schools and you know, they all play they seem to play sport now and what i was trying to say to them is it doesn't have to be competitive sport it, you just to be active is the thing you know, there's something for everyone be it mountain climbing whatever it is you know just to get out there and be active but they all seem to be doing something and really enjoying it which was great to see so I yeah, really, and I think really they're probably getting a bigger variety as well. They're getting mm -hmm. to experience more different sports than we did. Um, yeah. You said there that, you know, you had played tennis and everything, but mm -hmm. had had you played much GA? Because these two books are about, about ladies' football and about Camogie uh, Girl. Yeah, no, I never played until I moved to Kerry. And I suppose when I moved to Kerry, the kids being involved in GA clubs helped me to meet people. And I was at a mother and toddler group in my local GA club and someone said they're starting a Gaelic for mothers and others in the ladies club. Why don't you come along? And I was I kind of a bit nervous, but they said you don't have to have any experience. So I went along and I absolutely loved it. I made so many friends. We used to go on the Blitz to Dublin every year. Oh, the it famous one every it, year. Yeah, 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 it was fantastic. Um, oh, really, really was. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I suppose I didn't have a lot of the, maybe the skills because I'd taken it up at a later age, but I was always fast and um, so I could run. My, I know my friend Seamus Mulvihill, I don't know, he's a, he's a ladies referee and a men's football referee. He famously said she has a yard, but not much else. But <laughs> <laughs> the, yard is a, the yard can be more valuable than anything yeah. else, don't you worry? Yeah, yeah. 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 So interesting, so you, came to, you came to ladies Gaelic football much later in life, but through mm -hmm. Gaelic for Mothers, which if anybody mm -hmm. doesn't know, is an absolutely amazing mm -hmm. initiative. Mm -hmm. 
to get mm. people who didn't play when they were younger to, mm. to, to be involved in it as a social game and a very uncompetitive but very social form of Ladies Gaelic. Camogie have something similar now. Lots of sports are developing them now. They're bringing people who didn't get the skills when they were younger to the game. So you love yeah. that. And, um, and you're also involved then, tell us um, about coaching, because 20 by 20, the 20 by 20 movement, this is something we say as well, is you yeah. don't have to be a player, but you, want, you, you could be involved in sport at all levels. Yeah, yeah. so I coach, first of all, with the men's club in St. Sennans here, and then the ladies' club were looking for coaches, and I kind of felt there was, there was a lot more people helping with the men, so I went and helped with the ladies, and um, all the girls are a joy to coach. They really are. They're, they're great girls. I coach under 8 and under 10s, I did the training courses with the ladies. Football are fantastic. So you don't need any experience of football. The course tells you everything you need to know, the, the fundamentals course. So I coach the under eight and under 10 girls now, and they're fantastic. They're brilliant. They're a joy to coach. They really are. Brilliant. So do you think you'll take coaching on? Do you think coaching will be, continue to be something in your life? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're really we see lots it. of people start coaching in juveniles and then not necessarily follow through for some reason. We see mm. lesser numbers, but it, mm. do you think it's changing? Yeah, I would hope so. Like this year, last year was my first year doing it and I learned a lot. So this year we went back earlier. I had it planned better that we'd go back in February. We'd get a few weeks in indoors. We'd take a break and we'd go back in the summer. And sure that's all gone pear-shaped now. But at least we got a few weeks. We got a few weeks indoors and we were getting more parents involved. So you know, we're quite a small ladies club, but it was great to see more people coming in. And I think when they saw us doing it, you know, people who hadn't huge football experience, which was, which was encouraging other people to get involved as well. Yeah, very often that is the case. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And you come from an area, I'm presuming um, you're producing uh, ladies Gaelic footballers down there for Kerry as well. You know, there's two, there's two senior ladies in the club and there's a great senior team there. So it's just a kind and of... Miriam um, O'Keefe there? Yes, Miriam. Yeah, yeah. She's... And, um, she plays yeah. for Kerry Seniors, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. She, she so, runs a local gym as well here, yeah. She's all great. right. Mm -hmm. So the, mm -hmm. the book is out now. What's it called? Izzy's Magical Camogie Adventure. And um, how do people get it and what does it cost? At the moment, they can get it online on my website, emmalarkinbooks.com. Um, it's €9 Euro, um, plus postage. Um, and it will be in shops hopefully soon once this lockdown is over. We'll get it out into shops as well. Yeah, well, that was one of the things we said, you know, it's awful mm -hmm. to be bringing a book out in the middle of lockdown, especially a book mm -hmm. like this that's so unique. Um, so <laughs> we're delighted to be able to give you a plug for it. How have you been yeah. getting through lockdown? Um, it's been fine. I mean, we're quite lucky. We can both work from home um, and we can homeschool the kids or try to homeschool That's the kids. That's been the biggest but, challenge, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, my husband travelled a lot for work, so in a way it was a bit of a break for him and for all of us, I suppose, to have him around. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, there's been good days and there's been challenging days, but it's... Um, have you learned anything new about yourself? Um... I miss my quiet time. I'm, that's my, <laughs> do you know, I, I'm someone who likes my own company, likes to read a book and I kind of enjoy, I miss, do I miss the small things, just the, the journey to work in the car with the radio by myself and just a little bit of quiet time. But, um, but no, in fairness, the kids are being great. And do you know, I Have feel you sorry seen something new in your children? Because I think you know, we're, a lot of us are worried about the effect of this on our children's mental health and whether it will make anxiety worse for them. But have you seen it? What have you seen or how has it affected your children? Um, 
they're pretty good. I mean, the older ones are kind of talking on FaceTime and things like that with their friends, and that's nice for them. The youngest fella who's six, I kind of felt a bit sorry for him. He loved watching the matches and all the sports yeah. on the telly. And it was funny, one day I heard the Champions League music and I felt a pang of sadness because he used to love the matches and Barcelona and his match attacks. And he kind of missed that. And maybe he's a bit young for the FaceTime and the Zooming and things. But, but no... Pretty much, they've they've been good. They've been great. It's yeah. interesting, uh, it, and some of my friends I've noticed is that their children have actually got closer. Some of them that mightn't mm. usually mix with each other, or you know, there might be a, a gap in age and interest with them. It's actually yeah. brought them a bit closer. So I think that there have been some good things about it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The younger two have here definitely. They are they're they're building Lego towns together and things like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can picture them building a little uh, a little Austin Stacks Park or something <laughs> as well. Where are you exactly in Kerry? We're near Listowel. We're kind of outside Listowel countryside. So um, yeah, um, beautiful part of the country. Yeah, yeah, it is. Will you be yeah. able to get yeah. to the sea now when we get to twenty k? Yes, we'd be able to get to Ballybunion. We can't wait. We can't wait. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there'll yeah. be there'll yeah. be a little Larkin family adventure off to Ballybee soon. Then anyway. Yeah, we're organising to buy boogie boards and things. I think. Yeah, that's. Oh, that's brilliant! Be okay. Yeah. Well, look yeah. at we we you really caught off the bench's attention because, as I said, we know that there are very few sports books for kids of any mm-hmm. ages. Mm-hmm. Sickens has a lovely rugby series. Um, we've yeah. seen Gordon Darcy actually produce one recently yes. with Paul Howard. Yeah, yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah um, I think O'Brien O'Brien's books had started a series, and I know Emma Ryan, who's a beautiful writer from Tipperary, mm-hmm. she had done one on Coruscant, and again, it was. Yeah. It was designed yeah. for children um mm-hmm. but there are very very few and very mm-hmm. few and we think that this may be the first children's book about Camogie, certainly that i've seen um yeah. and there may be others so if people know there are others they might let us know and off the bench mm-hmm. but we really wish mm-hmm. you the best luck for it um we wish lots of sales and lots more adventures for you and izzy do you think you could take it into other sports Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, my daughter seems to think that Izzy should do athletics next. You know, she should go to the Olympics or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, there's a load of scope there for you, Emma Larkin, mm-hmm. to develop mm-hmm. the idea. Um, mm-hmm. And we hope it gets lots of promotion. And I'm sure once we are out of lockdown, you'll have a chance to promote it further. But for the moment, okay. um, best of luck with her. And uh, to our regular listeners, just reminding you that you can find all our previous episodes on iTunes. And if you go to offtheball.com, go into their podcast series you'll find the link as well to all the previous off the bench uh episodes there so thanks a million lovely to talk to you emma and to everybody else thanks for listening and stay safe